you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're human. And my friend, humans are capable of extraordinary things. We bravely walk through the storms of our lives and come out the other side a truer version of who we are. I believe we should do this together. Welcome to Braving the Storm. I'm Allie. I'm a business owner, medicine woman, researcher, professor, book editor, and a wildly imperfect human. I've walked through unfathomable dark storms, and I'm guessing you have too. This is where we get to talk about the hidden things that we're scared of and embrace what it means to be brave even when it's hard. I'm sharing personal stories and intimate conversations where we're learning to live authentically, courageously, and with hope that the storm will always pass and the sun will rise again. Holy shit, you guys. Welcome to Braving the Storm, episode one. I am so excited to be recording this podcast. Actually, having a podcast has been on my vision board for probably a million years or maybe just the past decade since they started to become cool. And I want to tell you all about why I'm recording this podcast talk to you about the storm that I'm currently facing in my life and share with you about what's to come and what we're going to be learning together on this podcast. But I want to start out with taking a deep breath together. Um, It's how I'd like to start every podcast. Uh, I guess this is the yoga teacher in me or the professor in me because I like to start every class with just sort of setting an intention. So Wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this podcast, I first want you to acknowledge that you're taking the time to listen to something that will potentially better you in your life. And that's worth acknowledging and that's amazing. So I want to acknowledge you for doing that. And I want you to take a deep breath because really we don't do this enough as much as we say that we should. So close your eyes if you can. If you're driving, don't do that. Take a deep breath in through your nose and just let it all go. Maybe drop your shoulders away from your ears. Maybe relax your jaw a little bit. Soften your face. Take another deep breath in and let it go. Maybe sit taller. Lift your chest up to the sky. Give yourself a little bit of an energetic warm hug. One more deep breath in and let it go. Okay, cool. Now that you've decided that I'm either definitely your kind of person because I started out with breathing or you're not so sure because it's a little woo-woo for your taste. Either way, I hope you stick around because this is me. So I'm a storyteller. I've been a writer my whole life. I've been such a book nerd ever since I could learn to read. I was reading before I went to kindergarten. My parents couldn't get me out of the house fast enough. So, you know, storytelling is something that I've just always loved. And 
as a writer and a writing professor, researcher, book editor, words are my thing. And telling stories and solving puzzles and, you know, raising voices, that's what I'm into. And I'm excited for this new medium for me in my life to, you know, cultivate stories and raise voices, my own and the people that I talk to here, and to you know, bring us closer together in this world. Uh, Brene Brown says that it's hard to hate people up close, move in. And I firmly believe that we get closer to people by hearing each other's stories and by realizing that we're all more alike than we are different. And we are all, you know, capable of walking through this life together. And it's better together than it is alone. I like to say a lot that it's so necessary for us to stop trying to heal alone. So I hope that this is a space for that. I always thought, to be honest with you, that I'd be recording this podcast from the other side of a storm. So like I'd be waving from you from the other side of, you know, a horrible thing that I had gone through when I put this on my vision board and you know, just sort of telling you, like, you can do it, you can get through, you know, I'm on the other side here in the sunshine, and it's all well and good, and I promise you that the sun's going to rise, and I'm kind of coming at it from a little bit different angle than I thought, and I feel like this is much more appropriate that I'm recording this podcast in the middle of a storm. So when I put recording a podcast up on my vision board, Uh, I had lost my son at 24, 25 weeks pregnant. I gave birth to him, and he died six minutes later, or so they tell me. Uh, I have the thought that he died as I was giving birth, but I'll never know for sure. And that was the beginning of the catalyst of me figuring out my life. And actually, the major catalyst was about a month after my son died, which was a month after my wedding day, I tried to kill myself. And it was the lowest point of my entire life. And I woke up. And from that moment on, I have been ruthlessly and vigorously trying to figure out why I was given the second chance by the grace of God. And I think this is a piece of of why I'm here. So the storm that I'm in at the moment, it's not my first rodeo. And in my experience, I know it's not going to be my last either. I'm learning what it means to be brave even in the middle of just utter chaos, which is what I mean when I'm referring to like a storm in your life. And I hope to be a living example for you of what it looks like to be brave in the middle of that storm. So you could literally picture me on a boat in the middle of the ocean in the, you know, a hurricane like in Pirates of the Caribbean just getting pelted with rain and trying to drive the boat, and recording this podcast for you in that space, and telling you that, listen, we can still do this. We can keep moving. 
It's like Mufasa says in The Lion King when he's like, I'm only brave when I have to be. That's how I feel. Like, I've learned to be brave because I literally had no other choice. Being brave and continuing to move was the only option. And if you're listening to this and you're a human being with a life that you're walking through, I would venture to guess that you've had moments like that. We all have. And I believe that we don't we don't talk about them enough to the extent that we have a deep empathy for each other and for what it takes to, you know, move through life when the unfathomable unfathomable happens. I was really thinking about this and reflecting on this recently um, and in the storm that I'm currently in. So I want to share with you kind of what's going on and, and why I was having that thought, that feeling, because the most awful thing happened and I still had to, you know, take a shower. I still had to go to the grocery store, even when my world ended. And this is something that so many of us face constantly. So here, here's what's happening. About three weeks ago, I had a miscarriage. And it's not the same. I'll just say this. It's not the same as the loss that I had when I lost my son, Finn. But you can't compare losses. You can't compare hard times and difficult seasons and, you know, dark moments because it's really apples to oranges or how you know I don't have another poignant way of saying that they're just different you know the hell that I walked through when I pushed out my baby and he didn't cry was super different than losing my baby in a Starbucks bathroom while my husband ordered me a pumpkin spice latte that juxtaposition of something super horrific like losing a child next to this, you know, ordinary life that we're supposed to keep living, that's really where I'm coming from when I'm talking about braving the storm. So that happened about three weeks ago. And four days later, my husband lost his job. And those two things individually, I know we would have been able to work through and get through But having them happen at the same time, I'm sure you can imagine, just created this vortex that reminded me of a storm, which is why I felt like, you know, all of us have those kind of vortexes. And when you're in the middle of a vortex like that, it's really hard to remember what it's like when you're not in the chaos, when you're not getting pelted in the face with rain. It's like when you have a stuffy nose, like you're just like holding your tissues up to God, like, please, I forget what it's like to even breathe. Please just let me breathe again and I will never take it for granted, right? I was in the middle of all of this and I forgot what it was like, even though it was like two seconds ago, I forgot about how joy filled that we felt when I was finally pregnant. And the reason it felt so low and the miscarriage hit so hard, even though it was very different than the loss than we had had before, is because we were on such a high. 
it took us five years to try to get pregnant again after we lost Finn, our son. Um, So I'm with the most wonderful man. His name is Eric, if we don't know each other and you don't know my husband. And we've been together about a decade. And we've been through so many storms together. And the particular storm surrounding when we lost our son is, it's going to have to be its own episode or maybe a couple because, man, it's a doozy. Um, But going through this with him really kind of helped me be able to work through what I was feeling with someone who walked through all of the other storms with me as well. So I kind of have a unique way of looking at things because I didn't actually go through these things alone. But none of us do really. You know, even though you might be walking through something that, you know, maybe you don't have a partner that is like as close to the vortex as you are, all all of the people in your life are still affected by you know, what's happening with you. So like when Finn died, I talked to my friend Kate about this a lot um, because she actually uh, suffered a really significant storm um, that she actually talks about on her own podcast. Um, So she'll be coming on this podcast to talk about it. But we, we compared it to like, you know, when a crater drops in the middle of your life, if you're in the middle of it, it's hard to see the damage that, that it leaves, you know, with the, the people around you, like how it ripples out because you're still in the middle of the hole. And it was hard for my husband and I for a while because I couldn't even pick my, my head up to realize that he was down there with me. So all of that to say is when this happened in our life, when the storm you know, came about again that we had these two losses. And by the way, on the like level of stress for things in your life, losing a child and losing a job are like right up there next to, you know, losing a parent, getting a divorce, moving, all of the like really major stressful traumatic things. So two of them within like a four-day span was – I mean, we got really drunk at first. Not saying that that that's a healthy coping mechanism in any way, but it was a lot to handle. And our first instinct was to be like, we can do this. We've been through worse. We've been through worse. And to just sort of, you know, muscle our way through it. And we realized pretty quickly that that was absolutely not going to be the right thing. That wasn't going to help us in any way. So... We started talking about how we were going to do this intentionally this time. How we were going to walk through this storm and rather than just like drowning, we decided this time that we were going to build a boat. And we decided that because when our son died five years ago, we were just absolutely blindsided. We were blindsided by getting pregnant. We were we rushed through getting married, and then we were just absolutely hit in the temple with a Mack truck when he died. And we were just 
trying to keep our head above water. And as I mentioned, I drowned. I basically drowned and I was washed ashore and woke up. So this time we recognized pretty quickly, okay, we were in the middle of a storm. We're going to have to build a boat so that we don't drown, literally drown like we did before. And we're in a little bit different of a position at this point. You know, we don't have other living children. um, So that definitely is a factor, but we have two rescue dogs. We have beings, little furball children that we have to take care of. We have responsibilities to move forward with. We we have to keep showering. We have to go to work or in my husband's case, find another job. We have to do all these things because as much as it feels like the world has ended, infuriatingly, the world keeps going even after these horrific things happen. So that's really how being brave in the middle of that comes in because it's not about just muscling your way through the storm. It's not about just putting on a brave face and, you know, faking it and bullshitting your way through getting through the hard things. It's it's about doing the hard things and learning how to be brave in that moment. And I think that being brave is also, you know, admitting that it's hard and talking about that it's hard. Being brave is losing a child and and asking for help, going to therapy, you know, finding ways for healing. You know, being brave is recognizing that my my marriage was you know, hanging on by a thread in the middle of all of what happened when our son died because, I mean, we were only married for a month. And we recognized that, and so we went to couples therapy. You know, that was brave. And the reason that being brave is is kind of, you don't have any other choice is because if you've chosen to live your life and live it to the fullest, and be the most authentic, truest version of who you are, then being brave is, is kind of the only way to do that. And, and finding the courage to create a life on the other side of a storm that's just irrevocably changed how you thought your life was going to go. So I want to share just a couple things with you on how my husband and I decided to build our boat this time in the storm that we're in. And it might sound really simple, and it's definitely inspired by some of the, you know, motivational people in my life and some of the people that I follow, the professionals out in the, the you know, self-development world that I find myself in. Um, and it, it starts with doing these seven things every single day so that you're able to just like keep going in your life without drowning. So that you're able to be brave and to keep moving without, you know, I mean, I'll just say it, without wanting to end it like I did. 
And, you know, not to say that that doesn't happen. I mean, so many people aren't given the chance to talk about that they feel that way. Suicidal ideation is a very real thing, but we're not allowed to talk about it. And, um, you know, I think that I think that we should be able to talk about it because it's real to think that way. And it's and it's real to then make a choice on the other side of it to stay and to be here. Um, so that's definitely going to be an episode that that I get into talking about that. So the things that we have decided that are just essential on a daily basis, we're calling them um, like living bravely every day. And this is how we basically climbed out of the hole of our depression and our shame and guilt and grief after our son died five years ago. Well, I would say we probably didn't climb out of the hole until, I don't know, maybe a year or two after he died. Um, But we, we figured out very quickly that we needed to sit down and figure out, okay, what worked for us? And what did we do to get to this point that we were at before this other storm hit so that we can at least try to move in that direction this time? So living bravely every single day includes first setting an intention. So we found that just sort of floating day to day was really tough. So setting an intention every day really kind of keeps you in the present. So the thing with losing a child or losing a job or having something drop on your life that just changes the trajectory immediately of where you thought it was going is that it can feel like then you're in a void of like, well, now what? And you can't really live in the past because what you, what you thought was going to happen or where you were before is, is no longer relevant. And the future you thought you were going to have is no longer going to happen. So you, you're kind of forced to be in this perpetual present and being intentional, intentional about that present day is super important. It keeps you grounded, keeps you focused on the moment. It helps to not like, you know, get yourself in this like existential dread on a near constant basis. So setting an intention every day of like, how are you going to live that day? And for us, it's, you know, how, how are we going to live bravely into that day? So for example, my intention this morning was to actually just simply stay present. I have so many things on my plate right now between medicine ceremonies, coaching, clients, um, you know, getting product into the healing center shop where I have a room, you know, all of these things. And I, rather than just trying to survive this like crazy busy week, my intention was to literally just stay present even in, you know, the moments that felt chaotic because these are all happy things on the other side of having a miscarriage. So that was my intention for today. The second thing every single day is moving our bodies. We both suffer from debilitating depression in and out. Um, I was diagnosed bipolar when I was 22. Um, Eric has never officially been diagnosed anything, but we're pretty sure he has chronic depression 
both of us suffer from PTSD and anxiety after losing our kid, understandably. And moving our bodies really helps with all of the things. Um, if you think about it, if you're staying stagnant physically and energetically, you can't expect or you can't really have a hope of moving forward in your life if you're not moving your body at all. So he is really into, I mean, he's on another level of like, you know, he follows Rich Roll, if you know who that is. He's like a ultra marathoner. You know, Eric will run like 10 miles with my dad. He, he goes nuts. And I used to be a college athlete and now I'm just, I'm all the other things <laughs> and in my life. And I believe that you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to do anything fancy like you just have to move so that can look like going for a walk I mean usually if I have nothing else my movement that day is making sure I take my dogs for a walk in the morning and in the evening or I do yoga you know I am a yoga instructor um Eric is a yoga instructor so maybe I'll take one of his classes um you know, maybe I'll just stretch for a while or sometimes I'll put on music and I will dance like an absolute dork in my house that just reminded me of my friend and amazing author Jennifer Pasteloff. Um, she calls it dorking it out and just dancing and shaking and moving your body and it's such a release for trauma that, that gets stuck inside of you and um, I'll talk about that more on a podcast when I go into how I became a medicine woman. The third thing is meditating and breathing. So obviously, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're aware of the benefits of meditating and allowing your brain space to just sort of rewire itself. Um, plus, it, it's extremely relaxing and helps me to focus in between all of the things. I also try to meditate on things that I'm grateful for, which is really important and imperative when you're in the middle of a storm and you're in the middle of grief because the chaos is going to try to pull you away from, you know, the things that matter to you. So if you can really meditate on and ground down into the things that really matter in your life, um, that's really key, I think. The fourth thing is nourishment and hydration. So... Again, if you're not moving your body, you're not really able to energetically move forward as well. And if the things that you're putting in your body are just like absolute garbage, then you're not going to have that energy to move. You're not going to have the energy to move through your grief. You're not going to have, you know the capacity to do the things that are needed for your healing because you're going to be lethargic and tired if all you're doing is eating comfort food. And honestly, trust me, I am not sitting here preaching at you. I swear to God, I ate pizza for a freaking week after I had my miscarriage. Like, hand to God, a fucking week, I ate pizza every single day. But then it got to the point where I realized that, okay, here I am. I'm in this space again. I need to be nourishing my body. I need to drink a freaking glass of water in order to function. So that is on there. Nourish. And, and it's not specific. Like everybody has a different diet that makes sense for them and for their body. So 
it's up to you to figure out, you know, what are the things that are going to nourish you that day and how much water do you need to drink in order to be hydrated. The fifth thing is connecting to spirit and having a spiritual practice. It does not matter who you pray to, how you pray, what you believe in, what you say when you pray. What matters is that you're connecting to something that's bigger than you because that allows you to have perspective and to kind of get outside of the how dark and how deep it is when you're in the middle of a storm. And you'll hear me say that it's it's both because it is important for you to sit in your shit and for you to be in your darkness. And we're going to talk about that in upcoming episodes. But it is also equally as important, as important, I'm going to say this again, it is equally as important for you to not live there. Okay, I'm going to say that again because it is, whoo, it is a lesson hard one and it is so important. You have to sit in your shit and you have to work through your darkness. You got to sit with your shadows. You got to be with your demons. You have to in order for true healing, but you cannot live there because you can't just stay down there forever and expect to move forward and expect to get to the other side of the storm that you're in. There's a balance. There's a, it's both, all. You know, shadow work isn't just we live in our shadows and light work isn't just we live in the light. True healing is, is both, all. And every single day connecting into what you believe in Praying to God if you believe in God. Praying to several gods or goddesses or to the universe or the Mother Earth, whatever it is that you believe in that kind of connects you to a higher power every single day it's important to pray. Oh, that's a good rhyme. Every single day it's important to pray. The sixth one is joy and play. I know that rhymes again too. But my God, you guys, Especially in this season with the world in just absolute utter chaos right now, it is so difficult to remember that we need joy every single day, not just on the weekends, not just, you know, on a random occasion. We need to have joy and we need to play and laugh every single day. And I, you know, it might be hard to make a real long list of what brings you joy right now, but you need to have at least one. So my advice for bringing joy into your life every single day is to actually make that list. Make a list of things that bring you joy. And every single day, pull out that list, put time on your calendar for it, and go, okay, I'm going to do this thing. So what brings me joy is putting on 90s music in my kitchen and dancing and because my dogs like jump up and dance with me and so I do that with them almost every morning and if I haven't done it in the morning I'll figure out some time in my day to do that because it's funny and it's ridiculous and it makes me laugh and it is so like it's medicine like laughter and joy and play is medicine you know go down to the park that you pass every day and swing on the swings. Go down the slide. 
you know, go kick up leaves, go stomp in a puddle. Like we, we totally forget what it's like to do something ridiculous like that and laugh about it. So especially in hard seasons, more than any other time, you need this every single day. Every single day, my friends. And the last one is reflection. So that's number seven for living bravely every day. Again, these are the things that have worked for us and we hope that, and I hope that, you know, you'll find something in here that that is helpful for you. So reflection is another way of saying like self-inquiry. And for me, this looks like journaling and like just like writing about how the day went, how I'm feeling, you know, I go pretty deep with it, but you could also just spend a time at the end of your day, just like you set intentions at the beginning of your day, just like reflecting on the fact that, holy shit, you made it through another day. You got through another full day. And that might not sound like much, but man, when you're in the middle of a storm, just getting through hour by hour can be a huge feat. So getting through another day and breathing and being able to set your head on your pillow at night, that can be enough for your reflection. So all of this to say is that I firmly believe that being brave encompasses so many things. And the storms that we face in our life can look like anything. And braving those storms is just really about being truthful in our healing and being courageous and, you know, having the boldness to go out and and find that healing in the middle of the hard times. And that's really what I'm about. My hope is that this podcast gives you ways that you can build your boat in the middle of your storm. You know, I hope that you hear stories from me and from the people that I talk to and you feel not so alone, not so freaking alone in this world. Everything at this moment just feels super divided. And my intention is really just to offer a space where we can come together here in our healing in the ways that we're choosing to be brave in the middle of our storms and we're finding that we are better at healing when we're doing it together. So I'm honored to be in this space with you and to be in community with you and I hope that we either cross paths in person soon. Lord knows I can't wait to hug everyone again. Or maybe we cross paths online, on social media somewhere. Um, But I'm grateful that you're here. And I'm grateful that you're still listening. So I'd like to close this episode the way that we started it, by taking a deep breath together. So sit tall. Drop your shoulders from your ears again. Let the crown of your head move up towards the sky. And just allow a white light from whoever you believe in, to come down and surround you. Take a deep breath in and let it go. And I hope that you live the rest of your day bravely. 
much for listening to this episode of Braving the Storm podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, please leave a review, and please share it with people. Take a screenshot, tag me at Braving the Storm podcast, or tag at Allie Blair Snyder. If you'd like to work together one-on-one, find my website at www.allieblairsnyder.com and contact me. I'd love to cross paths. I love you. Be brave. And remember that the sun will always rise again.